huh? Like yeah. in Zoom? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, I mean, I didn't know if we were gonna, if you wanted to go video or audio, so I just set it up just in case. I I think video is better because then you can put it in um put it in YouTube. I can put it in YouTube as well. Right, right, right. And so, um, well, and we can see each other's crazy expressions. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> so um, for everyone who doesn't know, this is the I Don't Know Yet podcast. I am the host Bobby Neptune, and today I have a special guest with me. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. I'm Tom Beekbane, and uh, I'm no sir. <laughs> no sir, no sir. So, um, what it, what what are you uh, what are you what are you uh, what what have you what have you done out here, Tom? What do you do? What what's your thing? What do I do? Well, uh, I live in Toronto, just north of you, because you're in Buffalo. Nice. And, yep. and uh, I've been running my own business for 35 years, which awesome. is a marketing communications business. So creating brands, doing package design mm -hmm. and helping companies sell stuff. And um, and then at the beginning of the lockdown, like last March, uh, I was getting frustrated with what I wasn't reading in the news. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wrote a book nice. called How to Understand Everything. And, um, and now I want to tell people about it because I think there's some important stuff in it. Uh, cool. So um, uh, first thing I wanted to ask you, what is consilience like what i mean can you define that for the people because i know that that's not uh the book is called how to understand everything but that is uh, a, a subheading underneath so for the yeah. people who don't know um kind of break that down a little bit yeah okay so it's um consilience a new way to see the world and what consilience is it's a word that was invented uh in england uh, in 1840 by a guy called william hewell and uh it, 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 it just means, it means insight. So it's the jumping together of different ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're, you're a rapper, aren't you? So, yes. I mean, you're cool at getting different ideas and putting them together in new ways. So consilience is, is the putting together of different ideas. And, and the way Hewell used it was it, the growing together of all of the different academic disciplines. So the growing together of biology with physics, that would then like uh, grow into uh, genetics mm -hmm. and, and eventually and, and, and more recently we've been figuring out, oh, okay, well, once all of these different d disciplines grow together, uh, it'll help us figure out human beings because human beings and what happens in the brain has always been a bit of a mystery. Right. And, and I reckon consilience has arrived and I reckon the human brain isn't such a mystery. So um, I, in, in listening to, I've only gotten into, I've only, I'm only three chapters in, um, but in listening to where I have gotten so far, uh, I'd like to um, first take, talk about your past a little bit. How was boarding school? Oh, now that's, that's an unusual question for me because I, I really don't talk about my school much. <laughs> yeah, so when I, when I was eight <clears throat> years old, I was sent away to a boarding school. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I, I guess because my parents reckoned that the local schools weren't that good. Right. And, and in England, you, you know, it's normal for people with a little bit of money to send their kids to, you know, a special, a good school. Mm -hmm. So the school I went to was a down school in, uh, in England in, in, the, in a place called Malvern. And it was a beautiful school. There was like 120 uh, pupils. Nice. It was uh, in the shadow of the Malvern Hills. And the teachers were fantastic. Um, yeah, I loved it because they had all of these um, these workshops, like uh, facilities that you could do pottery and art and metalwork and woodwork awesome. and stuff. And and uh, they actually left them unlocked, so you could just go in yourself by yourself and wow. and, and mess around. And um, I wasn't a good student, you know. I was a, a typical young boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't Classic. Have a very good. At didn't have a very uh, good attention span mm -hmm. and I was a bit of a loner. So I would go and um, mess around in the pottery shop, but I became quite a good potter. I would mess around in the science laboratories. Um, the, uh, the, the cupboards with all the reagents were locked, but I knew where to keep them. <laughs> so I'd go in with, go in there with my friends and, and we would uh, throw, um, uh, throw metallic sodium into, into the pond. <laughs> Nice. And watch it explode. So, so that was good. But 
but you know, when you go, when you're sent away to school at eight years old and separated from your, your parents, uh, I, it, it does some strange things to your head. Uh, well, makes, I bet. It makes you very um, self-dependent and emotionally mm -hmm. hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I've hardly cried <laughs> in the last, since I, you know, since I left school. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah I'm, I'm not, I'm not what you call a sort of a, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not an emotionally uh, uh, in touch. You, in would touch you say? person <laughs> not, not at all. So, so let me ask you this, Tom. I mean, because it's kind of crazy. Because those, it's 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 really similar. Because I went to a Catholic school, and um, it was because my parents did not want me to go to the public schools that were in the area. Which assume, which me kind of thinking, if you know, because my parents were were. You know, they had a little bit of money as well. So um, if I'm thinking if I was in the U, if I was, you know, somewhere besides here, I probably would have been a boarding school myself uh, just because the uh, Catholic school, you know, when I went there, the nuns were still hitting kids on their hands with the rulers for uh, disobeying, the, you know, the rules and things like that. So it definitely was a huge difference in um, public school and uh, Catholic school. Would you say when you did get out, you were fairly different than the, the 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 people that you were around like when you came out of school like your peers um well honestly I, I hate to admit this Bobby but but I, I didn't have a lot to do with the, the local kids you, mm -hmm. you know like there there was some uh neighbors but they went to boarding school as well so oh, okay um, <laughs> well it makes sense then you know mm -hmm. my my I, you know talk, talk about privilege uh my best friend he had a he had a squash court in his backyard what? and, uh, and a tennis court and, uh, you know, full-time gardener. Wow. So it, uh, it was pro probably a little different than growing up in Buffalo, but yeah, definitely. But uh, I mean, you, you, you've developed, um, sort of an independent spirit, haven't you? Oh, like, definitely. You, you think different, you think from your, think for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess, that's one of the reasons I've ended up writing a book because I don't think the same as everyone else. And that's, 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 that's actually, it, it seems weird because it seems like coming from a boarding school that you would kind of be in. I mean, that people would think that you would be more so, you know, robotic, like, you know, that follow the, follow the assembly line type thing rather than someone who actually got out and is like, you know, I'm going against the grain and I'm going to try to figure everything out, like everything out. You know what I mean? I mean, from the things that I've heard in your book so far, you've done a lot before you even got to the point of uh, thinking about writing this, this level of, of, you know what I'm saying? So you've, you figured out some things in this world uh, coming up to this point so far. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there are a few points there. The, the, the thing about boarding school in England is, is the kids are taught to be leaders. And when you're a leader, you're taught to think for yourself. Right. You know, so it was a sort of the British Empire thing. Um, you know, the kids that the kids that, that were there were destined to become judges and, and, and uh, business leaders and, and doctors. And, and, you know, they 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 were taught to be leaders and 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 possibly go into the military and mm -hmm. and if you're a you know a general or in the military you you don't you don't look to someone else to make decisions for you right you, know, you, you you do that yourself so the the whole experience uh made me uh very self-dependent and and so like at an early age i would like just um put a backpack on and and go hitchhike around Europe, you know, even when I was That's like 14 awesome. or 15, you know, I'd tell my mother to take me down to the, 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 the busy, like roundabout, roundabout, mm -hmm. as we called it. And, and I would hitchhike and, and I just, um, you know, I was pretty fearless. And, and, uh, you know, I'd, by that time, I'd spent a lot of time in Africa as well, East Africa nice. and uh, Zimbabwe. So, um, and, and also throughout Europe. So, yeah. Yeah, and by, by the time I, I left um, university, I actually lived in, in Philadelphia and, and was a machinist there for a little while. Oh, that's awesome. So you uh, so you so it, so for all the people out there who didn't know, boarding school is not the everyone act the same and just come out and do boarding school is actually preparing uh, leadership, which is actually it's new information for me, which is awesome. And it's it's cool because 
um, in order for me to get to the area that I am to thinking, you know, the way I, I, I had to go join a gang, you know what I mean? In order, <laughs> in, in order for me to like think individually, because I had to realize I don't want to be part of a gang, you know what I mean? So um, I definitely see that there are, it's, it's vastly different, but there are similarities in the conclusion and like the way we've become these people who are trying to figure things out. So let me ask you this. How did you get to, have you always thought the way of the title of your book? Like, have you always been trying to kind of figure everything out, quote unquote, or did you get to a point where you're like, you know what? Um, I just want to see if I can see what's going on with all this stuff, or has it been that way all the way through? It's been like that all the way through. When I was like five, okay, I, I went and spent some time with my grandpa mm-hmm. and grandma in uh, in Zimbabwe, like what was Rhodesia then. Mm-hmm. And he was a veterinary, um, you know, a, a veterinary surgeon. Uh, and he was an expert on parasitic diseases. And and so I, I spent like nine months uh, in, in Africa, you know, wandering around without shoes. Wow. And, um, uh, you know, swimming in the river and, and, and watching out for crocodiles. And uh, and my grandpa and grandma, you know, they were they were accomplished scientists and and they were really curious about the world around them. Mm -hmm. And so I inherited that curiosity. And then uh, that meant when I went and I sat at a desk at school, it was like, well, this is pretty boring. (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) <laughs> you know so i'd look out the window and i'd do everything but the homework and then right. you know my spare time i would uh, play around in the science laboratories and blow things up and, and i'd tie locusts to pieces of string with my friend <laughs> and we would like run around after the locusts you know they'd fly around the, the school grounds wow so um yeah so and the type of the type of science i was was taught was very hands-on mm-hmm. it, it was a program called Nuffield so it wasn't like science from textbooks we were taught to sort of think for ourselves so it, in hindsight it was it was pretty unusual I think so yeah it definitely it's definitely like the more I hear the more intriguing and interesting it is and it also sounds like you had a lot to do with like actual application of things you know what I mean like more so than just sitting back and like oh, that sounds good. And then just taking some notes, like you were actually out there applying sciences and different things like that to see what worked, especially even social science, like just to be out in, you know, in a whole, in a different country and, and to, to kind of make your way around there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, let's, let's move into the book a little bit more. Cause I noticed that there's a lot of, um, you, 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 there's a lot of different science perspectives that you kind of take and and put together um, to try to make to, to to try to understand things more. Uh, one of the things that I that I always think about too is that we separate so many things. Um, what you did speak about in the book that uh, I think that kind of makes it difficult for people to understand how things flow. So can yeah. you kind of get into that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I've always been fascinated with science, as, as I've said. But then I went into marketing because I love painting. I love, you know, cooking. I like writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I figured that marketing was a place where uh, there would be lots of variety. And so, you know, since the start of my career, I've, I've been dealing with artists and writers and dancers and, and, and people who are creating stuff. And, and also I've been dealing with um entrepreneurs who have their own business you know there might be a software business or a mm-hmm. plasma treatment business or a, a food business of one sort or another and I've always made a point of um, learning about the technologies behind mm-hmm. the businesses that people have so b- because of that you know my, my career has has dealt with just about everything you can think of you know pharmaceuticals sexual health products uh, services of, of one sort or another. So, you know, wh- doing what I, what I do, you know, I've been trying to pull all of these threads together and, mm-hmm. and, um, and make sense of them, you know, because I've never felt in my heart that, uh, m- you know, my life's made up of different pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always felt that I'm just like one person sort of, you know, s- struggling to make it through, right. so to speak. And, um, and honestly, you know, broadly speaking, I, I, I've had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. I can relate to that one. <laughs> you know, I've had a lot of fun. And, and, and um, you know, I, I've been in the lucky position that, that I haven't had to change personalities much. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm at home, you know, I'm Tom Beekman, you know, my, 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 my family 
you know, hearing me now, they wouldn't say, oh, you're acting strange, I don't think. <laughs> um, and, and when I'm at work, you know, I, I don't really change personality. So I'm lucky in that regard because a lot of people don't have have that luxury. so you stand on who you are like that's one and that's that, that's that's one of the things i respect most about any person and that's that's awesome yeah you know the, the whole rap genre is all about being honest isn't it yeah definitely i was i was gonna go there <laughs> but i was just gonna let you, you yeah know, flow for yeah it, you know <clears throat> it's all about honesty and um and and i think you know if if you can be honest all the time uh that you know that doesn't mean to say you um always have to say what you're thinking right 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 <laughs> gotta think about it first but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah it, 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 you know if you if you can be honest with yourself and and with other people it it's a lot less stressful definitely so okay so let's ask this then um how much rap have you listened to in your life well bobby you know i, I got you i downloaded your two <laughs> eps <laughs> So am I one of the first? Yeah, pre- you know, pretty much. I mean, uh, you know, a few years back, I I uh, looked at Homecoming on Netflix. You know, the Beyonce. Oh, okay, special. that's cool. I, well, nice. I, I guess that's not rap. Um, it's it's in it's within the genre though. So yeah, you're there. <clears throat> but uh, you know, it's it's not something I've ever got into. Part part of the problem is my brain doesn't work fast enough. <laughs> so I I don't understand exactly what you're saying. That's why I, I would beg to, to differ. I would beg to differ because you're you. It definitely. I mean, you. If somebody reads that book, they'll be like, "Yo, Tom could have put a beat behind this, and then it would have been a <laughs> mixtape." You know what I mean? So I just think it's the way. I guess it's the way we we kind of think, but then it comes to a similar head. You know what I mean? But um, it definitely because it's the same thing with me, like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, in 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 being an MC and in just life, you know, we have to we study a lot of different stuff. You know what I'm saying? In order, especially for your book, like in order, you know, there's so many different um, places that you that you went to to get to get to where you got to as far as uh, sciences and, and, and different social things and brain and stuff on neurology stuff like there's so many different aspects of of human uh of just being a human in your book and you put it together so well but if somebody was to read these things on an individual basis or read these papers separately i don't think they would understand it either so you're like the mc of you know how to understand everything Uh, that's a generous way of thinking about it (laughs) i mean you know i've I've had a lot of different experiences and and um you know i've i spent time with a lot of different types of people all around the world you know i love traveling uh, but I have to say, you, you know, when I listen to you talking about your rap on your, on your excellent podcast, and I, I, I love it. Thank you. Um, I just kind of, I, I just don't have a picture of, of what's happening, you know, because when you're talking about getting behind a mic, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm trying to think, is that in a club? I can't imagine what type of club it is. I've never been to one of these clubs. As soon as this COVID business is over, I'm I'm going to come down and Yo, embarrass we, yeah, you in Buffalo. We, gotta, we have to. We we're only like an hour and a half away from each other, maybe two hours max. So we're definitely going to have to trade off. And you know what I'm saying? You hit me to some of the clubs there, and I'll hit you to some of the ones here. And you know, we'll we'll uh, open mic it. You know what I mean? Maybe you can be my my uh, guest MC. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we definitely. I tell you, I, I have zero. You know, I, I can put words down on a piece of paper and and push them around until they make sense. That's all uh, we need. But, that's all but it, t- it takes some effort um you know way way back i could have probably you know rapped a little bit and and, and got some rhymes happening and, and i liked improv mm-hmm. you know which has i guess some similarities but oh my gosh i find you guys like think so damn fast um and i i i got a lot of envy <laughs> i'm not it, it's a, it, it's an extraordinary skill you know to to string words together that that make some sense some type of sense right and um and i especially respect what you're doing because you're encouraging people to be like think or you know put yeah put original words together in new ways rather than just like churning out just the same, the old, same old yeah the same old rhymes and that's that's kind of what i got from you know what i'm getting from your book the more and more i get into it because it's like there's a lot of people especially with 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 this new clubhouse thing um there's so many people who i find that want to find out a lot of information um you know from sciences and different things like that and they're not able to really um, get into it the way they want to. So when they're talking, speaking to a lot of experts or scientists, physicists, you know, biologists, stuff like that, they're, they're giving them the jargon that they would speak in their, you know, in the lab. 
And a lot of people aren't getting that. And what I'm getting from your book, especially listening to it um, through audiobooks, um, it's it's really it's I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's you can replay stuff and be like, OK, I get it now. You know what I mean? And I think that's important for the day, the day and age that we live in now, where um, the thing, these sciences and these uh, every, well, all these separations of, you know, from race to to school, to not going to school, to all these different things. There's a, there's elements of those things coming together in your book. And I think that that is so awesome for people who want to branch out and kind of try to learn more on every aspect, you know? Yeah. So I, I've tried not to use um, a lot of sciencey type words. You know, I, 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 you sometimes use the word sentience. I don't even, I think <laughs> I use the word sentience, but, 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 you know, I don't say epistemology. I think you You've said epistemology. Yeah, I, I said that. Twice. I said that in a rhyme, and I actually got that from. Um, I mean, I, I know what it is. I the study of knowledge and stuff. But I, uh, I was. Um, what was I think? I'm trying to think of what. I, uh, uh, oh yeah, I was. I wanted this to rhyme with um, Tony Stark. So I, I said, hey, I said I'm wearing my technology, and I was listening to somebody talking, and they just said all oh, the epistemologists of the age. I was. I think I was listening to like one of those. Uh, those Yale classes online because I signed up for that just to something to do during COVID and I was listening to a philosophy course and like he had said epistemologists and I was like I was trying to rhyme that and I was like let me just use the real word and then next thing you know that's where it goes but yeah I've that's probably the first time in my life I've actually said epistemology ever okay okay <laughs> yeah yeah anyway I don't use big words like that so I, I you know I try and make this the scientific ideas accessible Mm-hmm. And, and not too difficult to understand but just between you and me and and maybe you know the folks who are listening here that my book's a bit of a shit-kicking book oh yes it, <laughs> because it 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 really um it's highly critical of sort of the mainstream academic way of thinking about learning and thinking about you know what humans do and how they behave there's this there's long history that imagines that uh, you know, humanity, that human beings, mankind acts the way they do because they learn a bunch of shit, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and my book is, uh-uh, that's not how the brain actually works. The, the brain works in the moment, right? like for, from microsecond to microsecond. It's not like, you know, we see what's happening, we think about it, and then we, we do something. Right. That's how we think. Like we don't have our a brains work on our brain. But our brains are working like, like, when, like when you're rapping. Mm-hmm. And, and, and our brains are doing that all the time, trying to figure out what's happening. But, you know, you can sit down and you can ponder things and that sort right. of changes the landscape in your brain. But, you know, what I, I don't say this so clearly in the book, but the, the reason why scientists quite often say the brain is still the most miraculous thing in the universe and, and, and the most complex thing in the universe is, is because they they imagine it works using information and knowledge mm-hmm. and it absolutely doesn't and and mm-hmm. now what we can see with genetics is that frankly our brain isn't as different as we think from the regular brains bird brains or, and frankly even even like brains from five and five hundred and six hundred million years ago really the, the sophistication is is happening at the subcellular levels, you know, in each of the cells. Mm-hmm. That that's where the the ma- the, re- the real magic happens, mm-hmm. because you know it, it, it's strange to say that you know you and I and everyone else we're the product, like our body is the product of a, a sperm and an egg coming together, right, and then. Uh, doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling and doing that 40 times mm-hmm. okay so the mechanisms that are happening that tell each of our cells what to do you know so hair becomes hair and, and eyes, eyes become eyes and, and hands and, and, and skin becomes skin and so on that that's where the magic happens that's where and the it, real magic it sounds is. like when you when you break it down like that too now um I, I want you to continue as well but like just hearing you say that it like it kind of like gave me an epiphany of thought, like, like, damn, I never thought about it in that way. You know what I mean? Like, I always did think about it. Like, I thought this first and then I did this. You know what I mean? I did like I and, and we talk about all the time being in the moment, living in the moment, but we really don't even know what that is. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> so like when we think about how we act, 
you know, we think, oh, you know, I want that or, you know, I'm hungry. I'm going to go do this or, I go, you know, we, we think in my terminology in, in top down, we think mm-hmm. in categories and theories and words. Right. But that's not how the brain works. And, and that's become very, very clear over the last 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, sort of mainstream academia still thinks that the brain is uh, powered by knowledge. Right. You know, and powered by thinking. And, and the, the more shit you learn, the smarter you become and the wiser you become. And, and, I, and actually, I think it's almost the other way around. <laughs> The more you learn, the more stupid you become. Okay? <laughs> my uncle, so you know, it's so crazy. My uncle, um, he didn't say that exact thing, but he always would say, "All these educated motherfuckers." Like that's that that's what he would say. He was like, "Sometimes you got to sit down and just chill for a minute and not be so much, you know, not be so overeducated in your head to where you're outthinking yourself. Like just relax and kind of go with the flow." And I think that goes into being in the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. L- l- listen, you know, deep down, listen uh, to yourself and, and figure things out. Correct. And um, and yeah, yeah, learning. You can tell like, from reading the book that I've read thousands yeah. of books and papers and, and everything and signed up for papers. So I I, I respect um, learning. What I think that's oh sorry. What I've got a beef with. I've I've, I've got a beef with um, not not seeing the connections between different ideas and also i've got to beef with academia particularly the social sciences that you know split groups you know rich and poor who knows black and white uh, males versus females everything i got to beef with that because it's too easy for for humans to be set one against the other so easy so easy I see that so much on Clubhouse. Um, I mean, I've seen it on, on social media, period. But since Clubhouse is an app where you can hear people, um, I see that so much that it's it's probably one of the easiest things to do is to get people to go against each other. And um, yeah. what, you, what you're doing is some hard work. You know what I mean? Just getting 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 people to connect and to understand that, like, we can get away from those separations because like you said, mainstream academia, mainstream media even pushes these separation of powers, you know? Yeah. So well, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun. I, you know, I, I've only been on a few clubhouse um, rooms and, and, and the ones I've been part of have been really quite friendly and, and, mm-hmm. and, and people are, I find pretty good at listening to each other. You know, I haven't been to one. Oh man, you gotta get. If you're following, just just click on um the little bell bell that says every time I'm in a room and like I don't I you know me because I'm like I like to I like to observe people. I'm an MC. I'm a, a author and stuff like that. Podcaster. So I I jump in a lot of different rooms and I my best times are obviously in the ones where I'm you know gaining some insight, some knowledge. Just you know talking about cartoons or rap or whatever. But there is a lot of um, division. There is a lot of negativity as well you know and i think that um you know from the things you just said race uh weight uh you know all those different things they're all playing a part in you know bleeding all over social media and stuff and i think that there needs to be more um how to understand everything's out there i think more people need to read the book and and understand that because it's not just about the stuff you say in the book it's a way of thinking you know what i mean i think that's the important part yeah for, for for lots of strange reasons, uh, maybe not so strange, but th- but there's a lot of anxiety, particularly amongst younger generations right now. I, and I think it, it's justified. You know, yeah, people are yeah. worried about um, social media, uh, AI, robotics. Oh, they're, man. they're worried about um, jobs, the price of houses. They're worried about climate. They're worried about um, COVID. Um, COVID, yeah, huge. <laughs> they're worried about... Um, yeah well everything everything but, yeah but my 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 belief is that all, all of the sort of the political anxiety and and the 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 demonstrations about climate change and and black lives matter and everything and my belief and- is my belief is that that it's because of sort of underlying anxieties and people are just wanting to find ways to um sort of make the make the world a better place mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately, we we don't know enough yet. I, I don't believe 
about humans and societies <laughs> to, you know, to, to trust anyone to um, make it good for us. I agree. And, and I know you're a bit of a, what you might call a libertarian, but you're, you know, you're someone who doesn't look to other people to fix your problems. I, th right. I th Is that right. fair to say? That's fair. And, and I'm in the same boat there. You know, I, frankly, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> Words right out of my mouth, Tom. Words right out of my mouth. I've said the same thing. <clears throat> you know, so when you read my book, there's um, a chapter towards the end. It's called Good, Good Morning and Mean It, which mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, about... I like that. You know, because my... And, and there's actually a little example about rap in there, which I wrote because I know nothing about rap. So I want you to read it. Um, but, but my whole thing is that the, the educational system should be teaching everyone, kids and, and everyone, skills. Right. Give them the confidence to uh, look after themselves. Right. You know? Get a good job, become a great rapper, become a producer, what, whatever, whatever the heck it is. And um, if, if everyone's got more confidence and, and can say every morning, good morning and mean it, mm -hmm. you know, we, we wouldn't have all of the anxiety that we do right now. Right. That, if it wasn't my argument, if it wasn't just such a program thing, like, you know, you just wake up and you see somebody on the train. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. If it was right, it, it makes sense. So much sense. And, um, you know, I was I was uh, speaking to someone one time and we, we were having a similar conversation like, you know, we give we don't give our children enough credit. Like we think that they can only learn certain things, whereas we can teach them skills from day one. You know what I mean? To become self-reliant and, and understanding. And maybe it will release some of that anxiety because, yeah, you're right. Like just you know, every time we turn around, there is a new, uh, there's always going to be an issue, you know, that's just the way stuff is. But um, the way that we handle it as humans, uh, I think, um, could be could be done a little bit better or different. Yeah, yeah, you got it. So let me yeah, ask you, you this, it. if in, in a, in a, uh, in a, I don't want to say a perfect world, but in a, and I, in, in your idea of it, you know, how would you want people to receive the, you know, how to understand everything and apply it to their life? Well, first, first off, Bobby, I want them to buy my book. Okay. <laughs> if the everyone buys important. my book, it'll buy be a perfect world. Okay. Yes. Yes, definitely. Right then the vibrations will change. <laughs> um, you know, consilience isn't all about everyone living happily together. You know, uh, it, it's not about um, uh, sort of a kumbaya type society. Uh, consilience is, is our ability to be able to listen to what someone says and not just understand the words, but understand what the, they, they mean, where those words are coming from. OK, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, for instance, you you like uh, UFOs and, 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 and space aliens, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm not on the same page because I think we've got enough assholes on Earth. I don't think we need any more. <laughs> I agree with that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, it'd be easy for me to say, oh, you know, Bobby, Bobby Neptune, like, what the fuck does he know about, you know, like intergalactic space travel? But, but you know, I mean, your point, I think, is that, you know, you can't prove that they don't exist and right. you can't prove that they, they haven't do. come to earth and and uh, i would like to actually at another time have a conversation with you to understand you know how those thoughts of yours have um where they've come from i was actually gonna uh well i wasn't gonna spend too much time but i was actually gonna go there because i got some questions for time so you know one of them was about extraterrestrial so i guess we can fly there right now um okay. where, where it came from for me I was uh, I used to watch this show called Sightings on Sci-Fi, and when I was about five years old, I used to cry about the Earth falling out of orbit, and I used to think that that was going to happen anytime randomly. And the show Sightings was about UFOs and ghosts and stuff, so they used to it comforted me because I thought that there were other things out there that would make sure that we didn't do it. Now this is now obviously as a kid, you know, my parents were pushing God in there too. So I'm like, you know, God is there as well. But my thinking of God was like, ever since a kid, I think that was different, but it was like somebody who builds toys and then just goes off into another room. So I always looked at God as someone who like kind of left us here with everything we needed, even as a kid, and wasn't going to stop something if it happened. But they, uh, you know, sightings would always talk about 
uh, Roswell and, and these other different UFO crashes and stuff like that. So in my mind, I created the thought that um, something else has to be here. Even if this was to happen, something might come and get us and, and it may be come and get us to save us. And hopefully it's extraterrestrial. Then from there, I just went down the rabbit hole of Roswell, Area 51 and all that other stuff, while at the same time using, you know, the, you know, the uh, ph philosophical view of this all could be real, but understand it all could not be at the same time. So, yeah. you know, it gave it. I'm always both. I'm always simultaneously both ways with it. Um, now, uh I want to know how, you know, I mean, we know you're not exactly right there, but what are the things that made you, if they did not believe or not um, think that there are aliens, if you do think there aren't, or do you think that they are, we just haven't found them yet? Um, you know, frankly, I don't know. Um, Good answer. I, I, I mean, I, it's almost certain that there are billions of different life forms uh, you know, through, throughout the universe. I mean, mm -hmm. billions. Uh, the chances are that they're not going to look anything like us. You know, they won't have two eyes. They won't be bilaterally symmetrical. Yeah, you know, they'll they they might not even operate using water. They might operate, right. you know, with with uh, you know, if the planet's a lot hot, hotter or colder, uh, a, a different you know, a, a different substrate. It, it it's probably necessary for. Um, for complex critical systems to develop. So, uh, you know, there, there, there needs to be something like water in, right, in order right. to, um, you know, uh, for, for life forms to develop. But, but my way of looking at what you're talking about is that you're, you're sort of um, imagining that these extraterrestrials is something like God, you know, there's, there, there's something that could save us or, or help us. And, um, you know, when you're when you're when you're saying that to me, I'm I'm thinking, well, that's what everyone does, right? You know, right? You know, if if you're um, let's say a Christian, you know, you're looking to uh, Jesus and and the sanctity of um, of of life. If if you're a scientist, you're imagining that science is going to take you to right. a a lovely place. If you're a, a you know a believer in um, anthropogenic global warming you believe that you know if we cut back on the production of carbon dioxide we're going to have a beautiful the... happy green planet and, right. and everyone's going to live contentedly together you know if you're a socialist the same uh, you, you know so we're all wanting to go to a better place mm -hmm. and, and 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 that's what i think about when i hear you talking about aliens but but honestly you know i, I find it a lot better for me not to believe in ghosts and, and <laughs> aliens and and demons i i, I like concrete <laughs> yeah. i mean for lack of a better term just uh, you know what i mean like it makes sense it makes sense especially with what you said which was really important um there's a lot of there's a lot of things here you know what i mean i there was actually uh, i don't know if you're familiar you should actually you would love this guy lupe fiasco he is an uh, he's a rapper as well he's very 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 you would love him. Just after we get after we're done, you should listen to some Lupe Fiasco. But he said uh, once in a, in a clubhouse room, he had said, you know, because people were talking about extraterrestrials. And he said, don't you guys know that um, there's so many things on Earth that we don't even know? You know what I mean? And then he was talking about the Disney bomb, how, um, you know, Disney, you know, there was a uh, and, you know, the Russians had the. Uh, the U-57s that were impenetrable or whatever, and Disney had something to do with the missiles that were created to actually pierce the armor of them. And uh, you can look at, I mean, I, I Googled it afterwards and it was, you know, there was, there's some, there's some truth there, but there's so many, um, there's so many things here that we have to figure out in order to even understand everything, you know, to get to a point of if we would even be able to, to, you know, to, to go there. Um, so like, it's, it's really, it's really important to, uh, to take that into consideration that what you said, that there's so many things here, you don't want to be chasing outer space and then, you know, fall down a manhole cause you're looking up so much, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm, I, I personally think the more we discover, the more we realize we don't know. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you can pick just like, one little cell, you know, from, from your body. And, and there's more there that we don't understand than, than we've ever discovered about anything. Right. You're right about and, that. And the more, you know, the, 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 the more you learn about, I don't know, the, let's say 
the closest star, the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, the, there's the, the probe that's circling it right now. I think it's almost exactly aligned, aligned now with all of the, um, the equipment on Earth. So they're managing to sort of synchronize the readings from, from Earth and from um, the Parker probe. Um, and, they're, and they're discovering, you know, that this star that looks like, like it's pretty stable is unbelievably exciting and crazy place. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it's that. a crazy place. And it's almost like the, the more we discover about it, the more we think, oh, shit, like a lot can go wrong. <laughs> like we wish, let's just rewind this. And just the sun is just bright. Let's it's just better know that. just to think about it as a little blob in the sky. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's so, and that's interesting too, because I, I, so, I also have found friends of mine who, uh, who my, my brother actually is a, is a, he just graduated and got his white coat from Arizona uh, University. He's a doctor now. So um, he, uh, you know, in his, right, I'm so proud of him. Love him, Madison, shout out to you. Um, but yeah, he, uh, in his, in, in the more and more he learned about the human body and, you know, he used to be scared, you know, because my mom used to be, you know, she was a really eccentric person about uh, cemeteries and stuff. So my brother used to be scared of death and, and dead bodies. And like now he's like working on cadavers like 90 going north. You know what I'm saying? Like sending me, you know, um, uh, sending me text messages telling me about the different parts of the body and organs that he's. And I'm like, dude, don't you care that you like working on dead bodies? You're the same dude who used to cry at like 10 years old. He was like, nah, it doesn't even you know, because if I do the right things, they won't be like that. So, you know what I mean? He's it's it's really interesting. Like you said, the more you learn, the more you learn. Yeah. Yeah. So let me and ask the, you- the interesting thing about, you know, like human bodies and whatever, what have you, is that. Um, you know what, probably what your brother's learning, it'd be interesting to chat with them about this. But um, like when you when you look at a textbook and you see all the organs and the the nerves and the blood vessels and everything, it it all looks so neat and tidy and yeah. sort of mechanical. <laughs> but when you actually cut into a real body of, or a real animal of any sort, you find that every animal is, is friggin' different. Okay. Yeah. Um, we, not everyone has the same number of muscles even. Right, right. Um, and, 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 and there's incredible variation. So what, what you realize, and, and I explain this in the book, is that you know the body and everything in the universe is created from the, the bottom up and it's actually a lot more complicated than you know the textbook the so what your brother's learning each time he cuts into a cadaver is um is just how different people are yeah you know? i think that's what it i mean i think that's I, I, he hasn't been able to like articulate it that way but i th- like that's what i'm kind of hearing from him because it sounded like those aha moments like every time he's like talking to me like yo you wouldn't believe what i you know what, what what i what i saw what i like discovered and what i understand now and i'm just like you know i'm trying to be there with you but i'm not and so it's like you said it's different when you're looking at it in a book and then you you make that first incision for real so yeah that's definitely um you know it's, I'm, i love him for that and it's awesome that he can learn that way it's also awesome that you um break it down in a book like that because like i said that can help people that don't really know where to go with uh their yearning for this knowledge to understand kind of you know what i'm saying where it all comes to a head so let me ask you this um what do you think let's you know get a little serious for a second how do you feel about you know all of this 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 the the way this the society is right now with this black lives matter stuff and everything well um you know, the, the first thing is I, I don't really understand. I it mean, because... you're, you're not black, are you, Tom? Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I'm, got... I'm Mr. No. White Privilege. I've got so, so many golden <laughs> horseshoes on my ass. I don't I don't even have to. Can I trade you? Can I borrow your white privilege for a week? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I just frankly, I don't understand it because I've never thought about, um, you know, sort of a group of people called black, you know, because I've spent so much time in Africa. Right. And, that's, and I that's what I want to know. Cultures. Like, they over there, they don't look at it like that. Right. Like it's just people are people. Right. Well, I mean, Somali's different from, you know, uh, Nigerians, but but more so, you know, I, I was living in Kenya just within like 50 miles from where I was living. There were probably five or eight different tribes and they're different. Like they're right, really right, different. Right. Like in um, Tanzania, they're like 120 different tribes. And, um, you know, they, they have uh, different beads, different ways of, of, of talking, mm-hmm. uh, different habits. And um, 
you know, I, I just grew up in a household with all of these um, uh, artifacts and carvings and spears from all around Africa. That's because so awesome. that's why, you know, my parents were really, really into that. And my dad spent a lot of time traveling around, taking photographs of all the different mm -hmm. tribes. So I, I got books here, you know, with stunning, stunning photos of um, like incredible people with, awesome. um, you know, all these different beads and, 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 and crazy stuff. But um, so I've, I've, I've never, you know, I've, I've never had this idea that um, there's a race called black. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I just hope that, that in the United States, particularly, you know, people can learn to appreciate each other, you know, right. right. We, don't, we don't have to be the same. Um, but, you know, I've, I've heard on your podcast how you're, you know, you're afraid when a, a cop pulls up beside you, you know, you're driving. Um, it's like and, kryptonite. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that, that, that's concerning to me. The only time I've been um, arrested, uh, you know, I went to, um, you know, I was on Lake Ontario. I was, I was uh, windsurfing without a life jacket and the cops came over and, and arrested me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, but I wasn't, I wasn't afraid for my life. Um, but then I went to court and, um, I was like, yeah, I'll plead guilty. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, I'm, I want to go back to work. Mm -hmm. And the judge was saying, well, well, sir, do you realize that you probably shouldn't plead guilty because then you'll have a, you'll, you'll have a bad record and you won't be able to travel so easily. And so, right. You know, he was saying like, well, you, you know, you, you know, like I'll, I'll give you a pardon and, um, just be careful, more careful next time. And. You know, I was looking behind me and all these drug addicts and prostitutes and what have you. <laughs> Real criminals and shit. And they were looking at me going like, talk about white privilege. So, you know, I'm, I'm not in a good position. I'm not in a good position to, to speak. I, I, I would say that each individually, you know, we've got to make sure that when we see someone that's different, we, you know, we see we see beyond the surface um, characteristics, right, you know, right. And I think that goes to like, you know, it, it goes to, it goes for a lot of the things that you were saying in your book. Like it's part of it's part of that. Like and that's why, like, there's a lot of conversations because like I, you know, being it's 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 an unlearned instinct to like fear the cops being an African-American person. And then you have times I mean, I've had times where the police have rolled up on me and my friends and been like, let us see your hands because we've heard people were fighting. So they wanted to see if we had like ashy knuckles and stuff like that. And we weren't you know, we weren't fighting. And there's been times when I've, you know, just been around. And because I was around, you know, come on, come on over here, buddy. But at the same time, I like one of my brothers is is you know he's not my blood brother obviously but one of but he's like my he's my brother he's a white a white guy named Joseph and you know what I'm saying I've had some of my most intense hardcore back against the wall moments in life with this dude we moved to Florida together you know what I mean like we have been through a lot and when I hear people um still now on the uh, like you can't we can't further uh progress by including other other races and stuff like that it just makes me it makes me feel that we're so far away from it and like uh, you and i right here this these type of things are what needs to happen on the regular you know what i mean this type of stuff um this, it's not even learning and understanding we met each other through a through a mutual person shout out to derek and um just from maybe a three-minute conversation we were able to surmise that like i could possibly you know talk to this person more and i could possibly build with this person i could possibly and so if i had that natural thinking of like oh this white guy this you know this older white guy who has got an you know an accent and he wrote a book what the fuck would he know about me and then if you were like oh this black dude with braids and you know what i mean he raps so typical you know what i mean if we thought like that then we would we wouldn't even be building like this and we wouldn't be able to further um you know the, the world period. So I think the more people, the more bonds, the more things we create like this are the most important things, period. And I definitely look forward to future podcasts because I want you to co-host with me. So we're not, you know, just interviewing and shit so we can both talk shit about everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. As you, as you read my book, you know, I think I think you'll come across a whole bunch of ideas that um, you might find really interesting. And, um, you know, I, this is probably a little bit different from the the other episodes in your podcast, but mm -hmm. um, I, I would really like to to rap with you, to use your terminology. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> rap with you about um, 
you know, about some of these big questions, you know, epistemology. And, and, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to go, I want to go, I want to, I want to, I want to go new. Like, I mean, I want to do, you know, I mean, a lot of my, you know, I've just been building this five, up to this point. So it's like, I'm ready to, you know, expand and start trying to tackle some of the higher questions with, with somebody else. You know what I mean? Especially since we both have um, different views and we both have totally different experiences. Like even me, like I still, like I have, I have a Nigerian family, but I have yet to, to visit Africa or visit, you know what I mean? Anything. Yeah. So it's like that right there is something that um, inspired me and I damn near gave me goosebumps just hearing you talk about it. So like that and everything else, I mean, it's just so interesting time. And I think we have a lot more to chop up. I don't even think the world is ready for this Buffalo Canada connection yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just finish. I'll just finish with this that, uh, you know, I, I really, really enjoyed um, talking with you. And, um, you, know, you know, I was almost worried that, oh, you know, here's another black guy and a white guy trying to like look good. Um, <laughs> but 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 I, I mean this honestly, you know, listening to your podcasts, you know, I I really hear that you're a, like a real deep guy. And um, and I just think to myself, God, I'd, I'd love to give you a, as much of a hand as I possibly can to spread good because I think that's what you're trying to do. Trying. I'm trying. You are too. So yeah. We're the yeah. justice league. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love you to become famous, you know? Um, you know, so when you're playing, who knows Madison square gardens or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> um, yeah. I can have a backstage pass. Oh, you'll be in the skybox for sure. There I'll be there. Yeah. But, yeah, but we definitely will. I mean, uh, I don't know yet has not seen the last of Tom and Tom will definitely be uh, on here co-hosting with me. Hopefully we can try to make this at least a, a bi-monthly thing where we, we can get you twice, you know, maybe twice a month and, you know, we can chop it up about Buffalo, Canada and just the world. I'd love that. I'd love yeah. that, Bobby. That'd be awesome. Well, Tom, thank you. Mr. For... Neptune. It's been a, it's been a real <laughs> pleasure. Mr. Beekman, Beak Bang. <laughs> Neptune. it's been it is uh it's been awesome and you are a very awesome dude everybody make sure that you go out and get how to understand everything whether you can't read you want to listen to it if you want to you buy your own copy physically get that whatever you got to do make sure you get this this man has a lot of information he's a very very genuine awesome dude and tom you got anything else to say no just thanks a lot bobby newton keep, keep <laughs> at it thank you and we will see you Neptune. on the next one Bobby Neptune, Tom Big Bane, over and out.